family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy! Okay. Lights, camera, action. People thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on nappies. What you had to say was more important, man, than trapping. Yeah, I'm talking back and speaking the contemporary. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. This is Jimmy Bond's podcast on Every Fair Radio. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And family, we are joined by a great panel of Black, strong women expressing their views and their perspectives on being a black woman. We first talked about the careers, what it's like to be a black woman in the workforce. And before we kick off to the second segment, I want to kind of play a game with you, with you ladies, if you don't mind. Um, something called break the stigma. Okay. Um, so break the stigma. Black women are always mad. Break the stigma for me. Salima, is, is that a real, is that something real? Is that something that, that's, that's real? Black women always mad. This is what they portray black women as. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to fight with it. Cause I feel like most of the time we got a reason to be mad. Like we deal with a lot. So if that's, if that's what they want to say, I mean, we'll take it until y'all make us feel better. Then I'm going to take it. Luce, how you feel about that statement? What would you say? Oh. I agree with Salima because black women are most disrespected. So I got a reason to be mad. So I I, I agree with that. Mama Velma, how you feel? I can be both. Um, I'm not taking anything from anybody. Uh, so black women, yeah, we, we can be mad, but we also can be loving. We can be loving, but we also can be, I think we have the right to be, you yeah. know? Yeah, sure. I think we have the right to be. For sure. Know? Imani, how you feel about about that stigma? Black women are always mad. I mean, obviously, nobody's always anything. No, but I agree with the we we have reason to be mad, but I also feel like we don't we aren't allowed to express being mad or anger or upset to like too um, like authentically. Because then we're perceived as something else. And it's like, oh, I can't be too this or too that or too ultimately like aggressive and unwanted or masculine even. But it's like, that's what we've had to be our whole existence to survive. So I think we can be mad. A lot of times we can't even express that. But I don't think it's always the case. But for the most time, like most part, we probably are. and We have reason to be. You know I I appreciate all those responses because, you know, at, at first you would think it would be denial that black women be like, no, we ain't always, man. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But from what you what you women are expressing, like, yeah, that like I completely get it. I completely understand. Completely understand. Can I let me explain something to you? When I was at the Library of Congress, and I wasn't really and even even involved in uh, the deck attendant because I wasn't working on the deck at the time, but. The, you you can't uh, you can't uh, protest against the federal government. That's against the law. But the stack and reader deck attendants had walked out, uh, striking against the Library of Congress. And I had worked uh, in another division, 
And so I joined them in striking. And um, so I got called in the office. But see, one thing I'm one thing I was smart. I joined them on my lunch hour. Nobody can do anything to you on your lunch hour. And so I got called into the office. They said, Alicia, I understand you're out there. I said, yeah, I was on my lunch hour. It's nothing they could do to me. When I went home, my husband at the time, unfortunately to say, why would you do that? You're going to lose your job. I said, I thought you had my back. Mm-mm. I said, you're supposed to be my man. You're supposed to have my back. That's shined a different light. Here we are always getting together with different groups talking black, this, black, that, black, that. And when he said that, I went like, what? And that would be a beautiful segue to this segment um, <laughs> for about relationships, because. Even though this, you didn't let me answer the question, but. Oh, I, how, how in the world could I forget about. This Tiffany real. Oh, look at I thought I got everything. Listen, listen I, my bad, Tiff. My my bad. I apologize. I apologize. We're invisible. No. <laughs> I feel you. I feel okay. Okay, Tiff. Give it to me. Black women are always mad. Yep. We should be. We're the mothers of the earth. And nobody cares about our feelings. Nobody asks, are we okay? We carry everybody's burdens on our shoulders. Are we mad? Yes. But are we the angry Black women? I would say no. Mm-hmm. Yes. Touche. 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 She said, you ignore me again, I'm going to be an angry Black yeah. woman. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, um, how you worded that, Tiffany. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think that's that's the best explanation for that answer. Thank you. See, there we go. There we go. Okay, well, let's let's get into relationships. I mean, I, I mean, let me just ask this question outright. I have I have nothing but black women on the, on the panel, so by a show of voices, would you date outside your race? No, I have Tiffany. We know you wouldn't. Absolutely not. I have. I, I just personally have never been attracted outside of my race. Okay, you know? mm-hmm. Lucy, you say you have. Yeah, several times. Okay, Imani? I wouldn't want to, but I'm also not wasting my time on anybody that's playing with me in my best years. So I got to do what I got to do. I can dig it. I can dig it. Okay. I think it's so funny. I'm sorry. Go ahead. ahead. I think it's so funny because growing up, me and Imani, we've known each other for years since we were like seven. Um, But growing up, she would never consider dating outside her race. And like I think now in her older years, as we experience black men, that's a whole nother topic for us as black women. Mm-hmm. I think she's grown to the fact that sometimes we might have to stay outside of our race, which is unfortunate. It's unfortunate. But that's just my my understanding from, you know, my best friend and having conversations with her. Yeah. I I prefer black men, but I also respect myself enough to like I know I want children and I'm not gonna wait until Mm -hmm. I can't have them to be like oh you done playing now like I I don't really care like once I'm however old and I'm like I have my kids and now you want to play or come back around all right but I definitely am so pro-black I prefer black men but I also respect myself enough to be like I'm not waiting around 
Mm-hmm. Well, can I say this though? I agree with what you're saying, but at the same time, is it really planned? Because a lot of, I don't know why we look at other groups and say, well, they seem like they have it going on. The couples are together and all this other stuff, because a lot of people have side families. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Black, white, <laughs> everybody else. There's no perfect <laughs> group of men out here that's not doing things. People always did their things. So I'm the product of an affair, if we want to keep it 100. And there's a lot well, of us that are products of affairs. So what are we looking for? Are we looking to have this fantasy man or are we looking to have a reality man? Can because I touch on that? a reality I... man, a reality mm-hmm. man is not going to be perfect. And you know what? To keep it 100, neither are we. No. And real quick to that though, yeah. like I agree, but I think that, or in terms of me, like I don't want to limit it to this one demographic in terms of I want to have children. So if like, I know no man is perfect, no woman is perfect, but if it's like I only have to stick to this one specific demographic of this type of man to reproduce with, like I'm going to broaden my horizons for that reason only, not just because I think other races are better or they treat women better. Men are going to be men are going to be men, period. But I don't want to limit myself to this one type, like they only got I only want the ones with like long fingers or like the ones with this color hair. Like I want to broaden my horizons, though my preference is a black man. But if that's not working for me in my ripest years, like I'm I'm cool with moving on or finding somebody else who fits my needs. I I also think our black men is the most traumatized. So when it comes to finding love and trying to settle down and being with a black man, it's hard for us. So when people are like, oh, yeah, I I want to date a white man, an Asian man. I I understand it. Me personally, that's not my preference. I don't think I ever see myself dating outside of my race. But I can understand because we go through so much with our black men. It's it's really sad, and it's it's because of generational trauma. Well, let me say this too, I'm, and I'm gonna keep it 100, and I'm gonna make it quick. There are a lot of good black men out here, mm-hmm. and they're with awful, terrible black women that dog the mess out of them and damage them to the point that they don't even want to be committed to another black woman again because of the way they were treated by a no good black woman. So, you know, yeah, you got the trauma and stuff, childhood trauma. We all got that to some degree, but there are a lot of guys that were able to come out of that and be good, solid brothers. Mm -hmm. And they got with the wrong woman that destroyed them. And because of that, they don't want to be committed with Black women. They uh, choose other women beside us because we, some of us, don't know how to treat them. And vice- well, I wanted to go on, Imani. I was just saying vice versa. Like, that's very true. I think women aren't held accountable enough for how we treat people in general and how we expect to treat, how we treat men and then expect to be treated back. Like, we don't hold... Like we don't respect, we deserve to be so respected because we're women and then don't respect everybody else, including men. So I think I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. we do have this type of like entitlement of like, I'm a woman, so I could treat whoever how I want. And it's, that's just not the case. And like, you should expect that what you give is what you're going to receive. And like, if you hit somebody, they're going to hit you back. And like all that, that ideology of 
treat people how you want to be treated. Mm -hmm. I'd like to say that we as women, first of all, I think period for a long time have been miseducated. We period when women, men, all of us have been miseducated because realizing and understanding that women are the first teachers of all children, male and female. We're the first teachers. The point is, what do we know about raising children to teach those children? And in teaching, because in my generation coming up, men were taught, hit it, miss it, just don't marry it. Oof. That's how that's how the men were taught about women. Hit it, miss it, just don't marry it. Well, think about that connotation. Okay, have fun and have sex with her, but you just don't marry her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Women were taught to respect their bodies. Men were taught not to respect their bodies Uh by their mamas, by their mamas, you know. So we need to look back at what are mothers teaching their children, their men and their girls. Because I say boys and men need to be taught to respect their bodies as well. Yes. Instead of... I you have as many women as you want you know no are you respecting and loving your body because who you have sex with male and female carries throughout your spirit Mm -hmm. and that's not taught in the families that's not taught yeah for me I um like I mentioned I have a set of twins boy and girl and they fight like cats and dogs and I'm 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 at the point where I had to sit them both down and I had to tell them like listen y'all can't fight like this especially to my son like this is your sister you don't want nobody to treat her like this it starts with you first don't treat her like this if you treat her like this she's gonna think that that's okay to go in the world and be treated like that you don't want nobody to treat your twin sister like that so he he literally burst out in tears and was so apologetic to her because he understood that he don't want her to be hurt, so he can't hurt her. And mm-hmm. then I had to tell her same thing. He's a boy. You cannot you cannot play rough with him. You cannot hit him if you don't expect that same thing to come back to you. That's right. And That's and right. I'm sorry to say, baby girl, he's 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 stronger than you. It's going to hurt you. So if you don't want that type of reaction coming towards you don't play with him like that and I had to have a serious talk with them about that and they're learning and I'm trying to teach them now because when they get older is once once I feel like once you get older if you if you haven't been taught that as a kid it's gone it's it's too late to learn honestly and I love what you're teaching your 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 children because like I said in my generation men were taught love was between their legs women was taught love was between their between their heart, their shoulders. And that has, to, and I'm talking about this transcends cultures, period. That has to change. Can well, I, I ask you? Oh, my fault. I ain't mean to cut you off. My oldest child is a boy. He's 32, I think. 31 or 32. <laughs> Forgive me, I'm old. Um, anyway, when he was 14, I got a call from the school saying he told a girl to suck his little weed whacker. And he's the oldest of my seven children. So what I did, I'm the queen of punishments. (laughs) I had him stand butt naked before his siblings. And I told his siblings 
that his brother told some girl to suck his little mm. weed packer. Mm. That ain't even a snack. As long as I'm on this planet, I better not ever hear about my sons disrespecting women. And how would you feel if a boy told your sisters to do that? Mm-hmm. And he was standing there because he's the oldest. He stood before his siblings naked, brothers and sisters, and they were like shocked. Mm-hmm. And he had tears running down his face. Don't you ever, as long as I'm on this planet, I better never hear about my boys disrespecting a female. It is a, he's always been respectful. He's a relationship type of dude. He has one daughter. He treats her like a little princess mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And my children remember it and they talk about it and they all respect each other. They're all each other's best friends. And you have to be that person to t- teach them tough love because, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you got to be respected out here, mm-hmm. but you also got to give respect. Yeah. I yeah. think it's important. Oh, sorry. No. Ahead, like, I think it's important for Black women or just mothers in general to instill those type of values in their yeah. children and sons as a society. But I also don't think the onus should only fall on mothers because I think specifically in this um, Black community and culture, Black men have been systematically eliminated from the family um, structure. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of boys don't have male um, examples to follow or leaders to follow. Therefore, like we have to be the mom and the dad, the feminine and the masculine, and we have to do it all. And no wonder we're mad. But I don't think it should only fall on mothers because we don't, we shouldn't bear all of that responsibility. And I agree, but it like, shouldn't fall on mothers, but right. somebody has to teach the men. And let's, right. we got think, Jimmy Bond's I podcast think. in here and Jimmy Bond's podcast is an uh, excellent father. He but is. you know what? When I was married, <laughs> everything was on me. You know what I'm saying? I breastfed. I took him to school. I took him to doctor's appointments. I did everything. And I had a husband right there because he felt that it was a woman's job to do that. It wasn't but, until we were divorced and we split custody and did all that, that he had to participate and even then everything with him was about money oh I spent all this money on this and this and this and all they talk about is you guys going to the library and doing all these other things because it's quality over quantity and a lot of men don't get it because they haven't been trained to be dads because a lot of them didn't grow up with dads and if they did we grew up in a crack era so a lot of mm, parents, mm. mothers and fathers were on crack and all uh, types of other stuff. So who was there to train them? Nobody. Well, you know, you heard I, me talk about my, my, my husband, my, my children's dad. He was the opposite simply because his father was abusive to his mother. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he tried not to be like his dad. So when I had my three daughters, he sterilized the bottles. He fixed the formulas. He did the middle of the night feeding. He helped. He ironed the clothes. He He was a wonderful husband then. I mean, he was a wonderful husband. The only thing he was scared of me running my mouth and losing my job and we losing our house, et cetera, et cetera. But the first years of our, our marriage, 11 years of our marriage, 10 years of our marriage was wonderful. And he was, but his father kept telling him, you need to handle that woman. Ooh. And then 
Then my girlfriend's husbands used to say, your husband makes it bad for us men. Jeez Louise. (laughs) So he was fighting a battle inside of himself, trying not to be his dad, but all the men around him were saying, you're making it bad, you know? Yeah. So that's what what I mean, what we went through. And then when his mother died, it's like he can't couldn't function anymore, you know. So and everybody, everybody, anybody will tell you, my friends and all, he would take their children, he would take everybody's children, and he, you know, one friend came over with one of those little liquor cases and said, I heard it's your birthday, man. Come on, let me take you out. He said, No, I'm happy here celebrating it with my family. I mean that you know, I think everything that you women are saying is exactly the truth. I mean, a lot of us don't grow up with men in our households. So we gotta find an example. Sometimes it's positive, sometimes it's negative. The one the one thing I wanted to ask all of you is this might seem very simple, very easy, but it's actually it's a twofold question. First, is chivalry dead? Is taking care of a woman or how you treat a woman, is that dead? Because I see now in today's age, like it's almost like men don't necessarily know to hold a door for a woman or to open the door for a woman or to not, not necessarily about paying a bill or nothing like that, but just, you know, the, the regular, the regular things is chivalry dead. And is it dead? Because women have said, you know, I'm independent. I can do this myself. I it ain't dead. It's on the last breath. <laughs> what, what'd you say? I said, if it ain't dead, it's on its last breath. I don't think it's dead. Like for me, I'm my son. I'm teaching him that. Like he, when we're at the store, he's grabbing the bags. When we're at the door, he's opening the door. My do- it even got to the point my daughter stands in front of a door and looks for her brother before she even touches it. Like I'm teaching him his manners. Oh, grandma, you need help with those bags? Grandma, you want me to take that downstairs for you? Like I'm teaching him these manners because I don't think it's dead. I think men should still have this type of mannerism when it comes to women. And I feel like if they had this mannerism when it comes to women, women wouldn't be so loudly, oh, I'm independent. I can take care of myself. If we felt like we were being taken care of, we can be the feminine women that we were supposed to be. Lane, that I, right to the point of like, we had to take on the masculine and the feminine roles as soon mm-hmm. as the man was eliminated from our household. So we... I think we know so well how to be the masculine in our home and our environment, our workplace, um, that we're not afforded the privilege of being just feminine or stepping into our femininity. But as far as chivalry, I think my fault. Um, I think there are a few examples like Lean teaching her son or like my dad opening doors for me or like paying for the stuff everywhere I go. Like there are a few examples that I experience, but generally speaking, it's on its last breath. You know, I think one thing that I see in our society and that is, I feel is um, sad is that we have mm-hmm. lost intimacy with each other, you know, and it amazes me how people can have sex, but they can't have intimacy. And there's a big difference, a big, big difference, you know, and intimacy is so important. 
You know, I remember growing up, I used to, we, my mother and father, we used to scratch each other's back. You know, we used to massage each other. You know, I used to massage my children when they were younger. And now you say, oh, don't do that. What? 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 I massage my grandchildren. That is important. And you don't, it's not sexual. It's intimacy. And and intimacy is important. And I don't know. um, We've lost sight of intimacy. And it's an important part of being human. You know, it's an important part of being human. You shouldn't have to go to, I mean, it's good to go to massage therapists, but I mean, massaging each other's feet, massaging each other's hands and bodies, you know, just hugging each other and loving each other. We have lost that, you know? I agree with you. I ain't touching no feet, though. (laughs) I'm telling you, when you're a baby, I got you. As soon as those little babies Floor, I ain't touching Jack. What is this about feet? But I <laughs> ankles on up, Miss Jackson. Ankles on up. But I will say this: I agree with you one hundred percent. My middle daughter and my baby girl, they'll come jump in the bed with me and stuff like that. Mom, will you just pat my back the way mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The way I used to, mm-hmm. and it's that intimate thing. And I always mm-hmm. say. I remember when my hand fit your whole back, you know, mm-hmm, and you're rubbing mm-hmm. it and stuff. And they're they're adults now, but they still need that. My baby girl's 21. She'll come get in the bed with me and she'll just lay with me. And she just want to cuddle and stuff like we used to do when she was a baby. And you're right. Mm-hmm. They, need, they need that, you know. Yeah, yeah, and even yeah. the boys, they act like they, they need it. They want, need it. But they want to be around you. They want that, or they want to be babied and mommy. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, and, stuff. Mm-hmm. and you're right. You really do need that. Mm-hmm, and um, mm-hmm. we do need to, and like you said, people want to have sex, mm-hmm. but they don't even want to ask questions. They don't even want to talk about sex. And a lot of them aren't even qualified to have sex. It's like, but, come on. Hello. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You need to go back to your day job because I you, use. I, I used to tell my second husband, I said, you know, women, when they get together, they talk. Mm-hmm. They talk, you know, and you'd be surprised at the number of women. And I'm going to say this out loud. When they get married or when they have children and they're in a relationship, they'll go in the bathroom and sit and hope he goes to sleep. That's hilarious. <laughs> they, I'm being I honest. Think, hope he I goes think to both sleep women went through that. Raising children, working, all of this, and here's you're being pulled on. You just want to rest or you want to, you know? And he said, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. I said, oh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, women need to stop lying to men, you know? Thank you. That was my Please next statement. Stop lying women to men. have lied you know, to men too long. When he's on top of you and he said, and you telling them it's the best to stop lying. You stop know lying. Thank you. Thank now, you. Thank the reason why he's sleeping around is because y'all don't You've been lying. how good his sex is. So now when he gets to me, <laughs> And I tell him to get the heck up because he ain't hitting on Jack. Well, all these other women told me those other women lied. Thank you. And they just to have a man. Exactly. Just to have a man. And I'd rather be alone than to have that Jack. <laughs> I would rather be alone. Yes. I'd rather be alone. That's right. That's right. What you laughing at, Jimmy? <laughs> you know, I'm going I'm to I'm share something. At this age and stage, 
I'm not seeing anybody necessarily right now. A couple of people have come back into my life. What is it? I'm going to ask you, Jimmy and, and, and Tom, what is it when you when you come back into somebody's life? It ain't business as usual because I'm a different person. I've grown and I've learned. Hopefully you've grown and you've learned. But what I have found is they want to start from where they left off. And I'm going, oh, no, that's not who I am. Mm. Who are you? It, you it's, know? it's nostalgia. It's nostalgia. Yeah. It's it is, you know, it's those memories of where what things were like back then. And we can pick up from where we left off. Forget if you changed or if you're a different person. I'm probably even a different person, too, than what, yeah. what I was when I was 16. Right. Yeah. It, they're, they're thinking more along the lines of. You know, we can pick up from where our where our flame was. Let's, let's relight this flame. And in actuality, this is a whole different fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> this this ain't going to work. So, I mean, I, I think some people don't. I, I mean, I think in relationships, people don't realize that. Now, you asked me a question. Mm-hmm. Like, this is about y'all. This ain't about my, this ain't about no man perspective. OK, like, okay. I, I'm sitting here like, yeah, keep talking. I'll keep going. I, this, is, this is good. This is good. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, nah, but I, I mean, that's what I would say, though, honestly. It's just it's just. And I think it's on both ends, male and female. I think I think we get into relationships, so we remember what it was like before, thinking that we're going to rekindle those things. But people change. People yeah, change. You change. Well. You grow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I dated a guy who committed suicide, and the month before he did, well, he committed suicide after I broke up with him. But that's neither here nor there. But he, the before he did, you know, we had a conversation, and he was like, you know you were the best woman I ever had. Like, I wish I would have appreciated you and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when people, I think to answer your question, even though I'm not a guy, I think when men, they, a lot of them like to, they think the grass is greener someplace else. Mm -hmm. And then once they've been to all the grass they can get, they realize that the best grass was they with already Ms. Jackson. So mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and now he's trying to get back because of what he had that he messed up on. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of guys do that. You know, they they loop around, see what's out there and stuff like that. And then once they settle down and people not checking for them like they was before, mm-hmm. then they say, you know what? I really had a good thing with so-and-so. Let me see if, you know, but mm-hmm. like you said, we done grown. We don't even like you like that no more. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I might jones you. Back then, you didn't want me. Now I'm hot. You all love me. Peace yeah, out, brother. You know what I'm saying? I ain't with it. Right. <laughs> would you say, yeah. Luz? Would you say, Luz? No, I said, Tiff, they call it now. Spend the block. Yeah, spend the block. Spend the block. Some of these they spending two blocks. I'm coming two blocks around. <laughs> And Tiffany said the grass is green. And no, mama, that grass is burnt. Like you should let, let that grass be. Like you need to yeah. let that let that be where it's at. Okay, okay. Quick question. I'm, I'm gonna ask Lucy this, and then we're gonna we're gonna you know take a little quick break. But from from all of our women, what are some of the misconceptions that men? I'm not just saying black men, but I'm saying men have about dating and being with a black woman. What's the misconception that we don't know, we don't understand, or we continuously get wrong? I would say. And I'm not, I'm gonna put it with my experience because I have dated outside of my race. I would say for me in particular, it was like I was gonna be something different than any experience they've had with their race. Mm-hmm. 
I would say that was my biggest thing because for me it's like when I was dating outside of my race I never thought like oh I want to date a white guy I never thought about it like that but I felt like when I was in those relationships it was like hmm I thought you want to be different and I'm like what do you mean by different I just thought she was going to be more like mothering I thought you were going to be more like uh, 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 like like a, a jump start to their life, like gives them some type of kick that they were missing. Like I felt like I was supposed to be like a missing piece to make life more exciting or liberating for them. So that's the more for my, and this is like recent to me too. So that's why I like more like, and I never heard anybody say that to me. I was just like, wow, I see what they mean. I'm like, were you looking? My response was like, were you looking for like a jungle fever? And I had to say that because I had to be like, what what, 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 what were you missing in life that you thought me right. was going to fulfill it? So that would be that perception. When it comes to Black men, I would say maybe when maybe not as feminine as they would want us to be. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like that comes from like, you not giving me you're not reciprocating the energy that I need to be feminine towards you so that's what I was saying when it comes to me dating black men or how I feel my experiences with them that may be missing that they think that's a misconception that we may not be as feminine as we were and that's why you see NFL players they all have different yes (laughs) I think there's a misconception of quote unquote from religious beliefs of 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 um um submission Mm. yes I literally was going to say I think most men think we're supposed to be super women like we're supposed to clean cook be ready for you and and do everything else and still just have all of this energy and like sometimes it's just like bro I'm tired you're tired that's right I can't do everything sometimes stuff is not going to be the way you want it to be and that's okay because I am not superwoman. I think most men just expect us to be that strong black woman that we have to be in the outside world. So in relationships, they ex- still expect it. But sometimes I want to be my vulnerable self and I'm, I don't want to be that strong woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree, Lame. I feel like in terms of black men, like, and this is generally speaking, that we have been as women so like I said before having to play both roles and that's the roles that they mom play and so then they expect the black women that they date or talk to to then also play the masculine role and then themselves don't know how to be masculine men they Mm -hmm. rely on us to do it Mm -hmm. um and that is like a gap in I guess the expectations because we know how to do everything as black women Mm -hmm. we've had to we've had to survive we had to raise our children as far as black men who didn't grow up with a black dad they just like oh i expected my mom to do all of this exactly take the trash out do this man um i think that's a big i guess misconception like allow black women to be feminine and submissive Mm -hmm. and how a quote-unquote woman should be but Mm -hmm. it's very hard but we're just not giving that space i think that that also ties into the I know I think Jimmy I think you mentioned it earlier about paying bills I know that's kind of off topic but that also ties into that because men think we're supposed to be so independent and we're supposed to do this and they and now it's to the point where it's like oh well I don't have to help you with your bills you're you independent you I I don't have to do this I don't have to do that when in all reality 
we are only this way is because y'all made us this way, basically. Like, we want to be taken care of. We Like, literally, I was just talking to my manager, and she was like, I'm not supposed to be working. And I'm like, I literally feel the same way. Like, I need, oh God, I don't need to work. someone to take care of me. I want to be in the house cooking, cleaning. I don't want to have to be stressed out from working. I really don't. But I think that all comes from that. Like men, they just, to be honest, honestly, I'm, I'm honestly tired of trying to think for men. Like as right. a black woman, I'm tired of trying to think and trying to understand them because they're trying to understand us when in all reality, I feel like is, is I'm I'm an open book. I'll tell you what I want. I'll tell you what I need. You know, the there's a saying that women that like it's different too for black moms because being a mom is a full time job, mm-hmm. and like I think so many moms aren't granted like the grace and support that we actually need, and and we got to go to work, and we got to have the house clean, and we got to take care of the kids and like cook the food and do all of that, and I think it's it's so oppressive to us to like be mothers and then also have to do juggle all of these other hats um but i just want to add and that mom superhero you know that statement, <laughs> there's a statement that women's work is never done and it's 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 very true i used to tease some people sometimes you know they say in africa and and other and and, and and in other countries it's not just africa where men have several different women i said have you ever thought about women having seven different husbands several different husbands we're the one who needs the help, you know, and so, um, but I, I, women's work is, it, it's, it's never done, and especially when you're a working woman, you know, and in my family, women always have worked, and, uh, and even though my father was very helpful, my children's dad, my first husband, well, both of them were very helpful when it came to housework and, and pitching in, still, we still had the brunt of the work to do. We still, even if they were helpful, we still had the brunt of work to do, you know. Lucy, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say the comment about the working, because, you know, most aspects of some, some women do want it to be taken care of, but then you have other women that like to work and like have their business or their side hustles, whatever it is, and still mm-hmm. can upkeep the household. Like some women don't need to necessarily, and I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but if some women don't necessarily say, I need to be taken care of because I don't with my business and stuff. I just need my man to be an added value to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I need him to give me that room to be feminine, to be vulnerable, to be, to pick up the pieces when I don't feel like myself, but I'm not going to stop working. I'm not going to stop mm-hmm. my hustles. I'm not going to stop my businesses. And if my man can't abide to that, then you're not for me. For me, it's not, it's not like a man is a, not a completion for me. Like I have everything yeah, I can exactly. I, I need to do. I feel like I just need him to add to what I'm doing. I feel like that's, I think that's most women though. And like what I mean by, I want them to take care of me. Like I want to, I want to say, oh, I want to go to work because I want to. I want that to okay. be something I want mm-hmm, to do. Mm-hmm, I want, mm-hmm. I want to start this business because I want to, not because I have to and have to take care and provide for the family. No, I want my man to be able to do that. I want my man to be able to say, babe, is this what you want to do? I can help you okay. out. I want to be able to have someone I can financially depend on because I want to explore my options too and still be able to be the feminine mom, the feminine wife, take care of the house and, you know, and take care of you essentially. Cause that's what, as a woman, that's what 
or as in a relationship, that's what we do when we're with a man. We take we take care of our men. But I think the key word is support. I think for me is support. I'm here to support you and I hopefully you're here to support me. And whatever that looks like, you know, uh, we all are human. We all have our desires, our dreams, our ideas of what we want to do. Everybody doesn't want to be a housewife. There's some men who are house husbands, okay? I don't see anything wrong with that. What I see is what you agree upon and you work together and work toward, you know? Like and I think yes. that I don't I don't think there should be set roles, you know? Who does this best? Sometimes it's the woman who does the money best. Sometimes it's the man who does the money best. It's sometimes this one does this better. And then, you know, so who does it best? And let's work it together, you know? I, mean, I think to that point. Oh, I I'm, love that, actually. I, go ahead, no, go that's, I agree with all of that, too. And I think, or maybe I'm just assuming more of like what Lean was getting at, is that we are so oppressed all around that we don't have choices. We don't have options. We have to do it all. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I can I can definitely agree with that. I can mm-hmm. definitely agree with that. This segment been dope. Um, family, we're going to take a quick break. Women are killing it. <laughs> These <laughs> great perspectives. I'm learning a lot. I know Ty's over there in silence learning a lot. <laughs> Well, fam, we're going to take a quick break. Remember, you can call us with your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You're listening to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio, the indie station for the indie nation. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Teresa Thorne, CEO of Miss Kitty's Care, host of the annual Caregiver Awards for Exceptional Caregivers, and you're listening to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast. Stay up on Philadelphia Radio. Nominate a caregiver today. Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now, remember, family, we are still in the COVID-19 pandemic. So please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Go Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on. Come on. Fight on.